This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone, touchdown, touchdown, Raiders! Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Yeah, buddy. Here we are. Not in the studio today. I always love when I get out of the studio. It's like it's like that field trip for your boy. Once a week, sometimes twice a week, sometimes three times a week. I'd do it five days a week if I could. Just be out of the studio, kind of give a little bit of fresh air, but... Today we're coming live from the TI, Golden Circle Sportsbook. We were here last Friday, had a heck of a time uh, before we took off and uh, headed out to L.A. for the Raiders and the Rams preseason game number two. And here we are, the scene of the crime again. And when I say crime, I mean good time. We're here again. And this time, I come with friends. I am not only by myself here, but we're hanging out. And when I say we, I mean Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle. We're having a little unnecessary roughness in the huddle collaboration. Vinny, how you doing, Doc? I'm doing good. You know, when you mentioned field trips, you ever see the movie um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I did. That was back in the day when I called in sick for uh, school. Or I didn't call in sick. I just was sick <clears throat> sick for school one day, and I had to watch it. There's a scene where um, the uh, the whole uh, a science class is going to the hospital for a full day. Yeah. And Spicoli, you know, the teacher's outside the bus. Checking everybody that's coming onto the bus, leaving school to go to the hospital, get out of school for the day. Right. And here's Jeff Spicoli. <laughs> and the teacher says, are you in my class? And he's like, I am today. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the road trip. I, I mean, heard the field that. trip. Yeah, buddy. I, Spicoli was a guy that I was a, I was a big fan of that dude. He just, that he just had a good personality. You know what I mean? He was yeah. like the homeboy. You knew you could hang out with him. But That was <laughs> California high school at that time. Yeah, Straight yeah. Straight out. Yes. Nailed it. Yes. 100,000%. And I'm sure even up in the Bay Area, there was some. Some similarities. Hey, man, we kicked it in the bay, man. Exactly. We kicked it in the bay. But uh, me and Vinny, we're kicking it this afternoon. We're a couple homeboys hanging out here at the Golden Circle Sportsbook. We're going to have a lot of fun this afternoon. And, Vinny, it's the final Friday, the final weekend of preseason football. Yes, it is. We've been going through it week to week. We've been on the road. We've been at Allegiant Stadium. We've been at uh, the training camp, the training facility there in Henderson. We've been in the studio. You were there at the presser earlier today with John Gruden. And now we're here going into the final preseason weekend which means the regular season is two weeks away and right you know covering football you get to oh wow OTAs yes yeah. all right all right training camp yes the draft what you know yes. uh, and then about two weeks into training camp you're like it's time to start playing some, <laughs> some real games and that's how they feel of course that's how they feel too you can see it out there when they're practicing you can see that they get a little bit more intense and they get a little that that one guard that's chipping them a little bit too much or whatever, it starts to get on their nerves a little bit. It's just like, okay, it's go time. You could tell when they're tired of going up against people in, their sa- in the same uniform. And, and, and cuts are coming yeah. uh, soon, yeah. and it's always shocking, Q, when you go from, like, 90 guys Man. to 53 guys. Yep. And, you know, you got your practice squad players out there, but it's almost in half, and you realize – Wow, uh, that really happened, and guys lost their jobs, and these are the guys that they're going to roll into this season with. And there's not a lot of guys. It's right. it's it's crazy. I don't know if you ever covered college football. I'm sure you oh, did. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you got a hundred guys on the sidelines. Yep. In the NFL, uh, you know, your your starting offense is on the field. You've got less than forty guys, right? Or or yeah, like thirty some odd guys on the sidelines, and it's telling. You can see this is a that battle of attrition is real in the NFL, and it gets down to, like, bare minimum, yep. and you got to roll into the season. And, and for us watching it, you just realize, wow, uh, there's not a lot of guys out there. No, I mean, and it's, it's you know, sometimes it tugs at your heartstrings, you know, because you, you start to see these guys. You start to see guys that you say, hey, man, this dude's making plays. I think this guy could be a player. Oh, man, I can see how he could really uh, help this team win. And then when it comes down to it and you realize there's only 53 guys, tough decisions have to be made. Well, John Gruden talked about t- that today, um, you know, and he gets close to his players. He's, right. he's got that kind of personality. Yeah where um, it's, it's kind of infectious with his team mm-hmm. and his players. And, you know, guys that I talk to that, that play for John Gruden like John Gruden. And uh, he's a player's coach. And so he kind of gets that, you know, you talk about heartstrings right. and emotions. And at some point, he and Mike Mayock are going to have to sit a bunch of guys down and tell them, you know, your dream is either ended, paused, right. uh, put on hold, uh, you know, uh, don't, don't uh, 
if the call comes, answer it because we might be giving you a call here in about 24 hours. Right. But nevertheless, you're you're telling some you're giving somebody news that they don't want to hear. And I know that like out on the internet, on Twitter, and all that right. social media, these guys don't seem like human beings to a lot of fans sometimes. Right. Um, and it's just like cut them, scream at them, yell at them, chow. They're human beings right. too, yeah. and you have to respect that. And there's there's a face and a story behind every single one of these guys. Uh, and, and you have to take that into account. And it is, there are emotions involved in this. Yeah, and look, everyone's not a first-round pick. Nah. You know, everyone's not getting that big, huge signing bonus. These guys are grinding. These guys are working on their craft, their job. You know, these guys, some of these guys are undrafted free agents. Darius Stills, he was a guy that I was pretty high on, thought that he maybe had an opportunity to even land on the practice squad. He ends up getting waived, what, a week ago? Yep. You know, I mean, it's just that's the nature of the beast. You know, you can have all the accolades coming out of college, but in this game, it is the best of the best. Absolutely. That's who they're keeping. No, no question. And John Gruden has talked about this quite a bit now, uh, finding the best 53 players right. and the healthiest 53 right. players as well. And that's why he's so adverse to, you know, uh, pushing some of those starters out there. I doubt very seriously we're going to see many of them uh, on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers. Did we mention that, the last preseason game? Yeah, buddy, man. I'm trying to tell you. I'm so excited that it's the last preseason game. I'm excited for multiple reasons, but this has been a fun journey already, especially for me just coming here to the Las Vegas area. And you've you got been traded. Here. Uh, hey, man, I, got, I traded up. Yeah, I'm well, <laughs> never. All right, you got called up. Let's that's right. However that's, you want to hey, put man, it. Hey, man, that's right. That's right. I got called up to the majors, man. I'll take it. You know, everyone gets their shot to shine. It's just you got to get when you get there. You got to take advantage of it. And I've been taking full advantage of it. I was out at Venice Beach last week. I'm gonna be in the <laughs> Bay Area to the, to the, tomorrow. Well, tonight actually. So uh, yeah, man, it's it's a uh, it's going down for real. So I throw this out there, and Vinny, I'll even ask you to start things off. How y'all doing? All right. Uh, so I'll throw this out there to you. Careful. To start the, hey, man, look. We're, Careful. We are in the business to Careful. greet. Careful. We are meeters and greeters. That's what we're here. That's Meet right. and greet. That's what, what we're doing. And what I was saying, there was this big, huge uh, uh, pallet of uh, – Stuff coming at us, so right. I was telling him to be careful right there. Exactly, just be careful, cute. Hey, man, look. don't want him to get hurt. I'm just saying, man. Look, I am. This is the In best. Many ways, more ways than one. This is the best job for me, man. I've always been the guy that can meet and greet with just about anybody, man. And look how he's sitting. <laughs> look how he's sitting right here. He's just like, <laughs> well, look. Wait, hold on. Hold watching on. the parade go down the line. Wait, hold on. First of all, I came rolling up, and Vinny already had the prime time hey. seat, so I had to make my seat comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Shot. You gotta. You. you, you it's all about timeliness. That's right. It's all That's about right. timing in life. But you're right. I see what you're doing. You're right. I it's, got you now. So I got comfortable. I figured, hey, if I'm going to be in Rome, I might as well look like a Roman. And you're watching the parade <laughs> go down the street, and it's quite the parade. It is. Absolutely. So that's how we roll. And we're here at the TI Golden Circle Sportsbook. We encourage you to come on by. There's plenty of seats next to us. They have this little area kind of roped off, but we don't believe in roped off. So come on by. It's no VIP for us. No, no, man. We're just regular cats, man. So come on by and say what's up. We'd love to meet you. Of course, uh, hang out, watch some of these beautiful TVs, play some of the games, do what you got to do. We had a nice crowd last week. I encourage you to come on down. It's Friday, man. Wherever you're at, just quit what you're doing right now and just call it a weekend. And we probably should explain that normally this is a four to six uh, situation, a four to six party, but because uh, our great friends uh, over at the Aviators are playing yep. uh, today. That's the great uh, AAA team here in Las Vegas. They have an early start today to their baseball game. So we're going to happily oblige yep. uh, and, and do the show here up until uh, first pitch, which is what, about 4? About four, four, we're probably going to sign off about 4.45, yeah. something like that. But just come on by, hang out, say what's up. I already had a couple people hit me up on Twitter and say, hey, I'm on my way. So great, man. And that, we could be persuaded to stay around a little longer. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, my flight doesn't leave till 7.50, so. <laughs> I'm on the- I'm on the tomorrow flight. There so. you go. So Vinny's got you covered, but I'll, I'll be here for a while as well. We have some prizes to give out. I'll tell you about that in a little while. But uh, I wanted to throw this out there, man. I like to bring, bring a topic to the show every single day. And I, so with this game yes. being preseason game number three, and we know the cutdowns are right after that, who needs this game more than anyone? Who really needs this game for the silver and black to try to solidify their spot, if that's possible? And I say if that's possible because there's not a lot of spots that are available. Oh, I think it's definitely possible. Guys like Isaiah Johnson, guys like okay. uh, B.J. Emons, okay. uh, the running back. We'll see what happens with Trey Regis, uh, Dylan Stoner. Uh, guys that are you know fighting for those precious few Last few spots. I think for the most part. How many spots realistically do you think there is possibly that it could be up for grabs? Man. Because I always look at it as like a handful. Maybe five? Most. Four? At most. At most. But you're also looking at roles, too. Right, for sure. Roles for sure. and spots. So I would say, all right, let's think about it. Let's go Let's go position by position. Quarterback, we know. 
Uh, running back, I think there's – Quarterback, we know there's going to be three. Yes. Okay, we all yeah. feel very comfortable that Mariota and Peterman are going to both Especially be there. Especially with Marcus still a little bit banged up. Right. Uh, Which so, when does that end? You mean um, like in, in – in, I mean the whole career – has been that's what I'm saying. An injury. He's issue. been he's been with the team now. What going into his second season, and he's played in one game. One game, one game, and uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I think that John Gruden and, and the way he expressed it today, he wanted to play the dude without right. question. Wanted to play him in the preseason, but uh, when you're hurt, you're hurt, and um, there's no sense in pushing somebody, especially the the way he plays. Right. Uh, the way Marcus Mariota plays, I don't want to call it a violent style of quarterback, but it's definitely a physical. And he's exposed. Yes. And he's and, exposed. But he's being asked to do things. You know, his his game, yes, is his arm, no question, but it's also his legs. Right. And if the legs ain't right, right. then you're asking for trouble to ask him to go on an NFL field. I get that it's preseason. Right. Uh, but nevertheless, it's still you're, you're putting pressure on yourself. And, right. And, and, yes. Agreed. You're exposed without question. And plus, even more so when it's not the starting offensive line. So right. there's there's risk uh, a, a risk factor, but yeah, I, I would say three quarterbacks for sure. Okay, let's go running backs. Uh, this is where I think the first shakeup happens. Shakeup. I think the me. first shakeup happens. I think uh, I, I heard what John Gruden said about Jalen Richard, and, and I think you asked the question about Jalen Richard today, and uh, we'll play that soundbite in, in a few seconds. But I think Jalen Richard's on his way out. I, I just don't think the availability that he's had this uh, this off season has been enough to solidify that spot, even though. He does have a, a, a nice element he brings to the table as far as catching the ball and also blocking. Well, uh, also consider this. When I saw him yesterday in the player's parking lot, okay, he was on a scooter. Ooh. Uh, his what, you know, knee down on the scooter yeah. type thing. Yeah, a yeah. walking boot. Right. So um, he's not going anywhere anytime soon because there's no way you can't. You know, whether you're, if you are considering waving somebody, right. you, have, you can't do that to a healthy player. There's all kinds of stipulations that go on to that. So I would so say. So he's an IR candidate? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, unless there's some. I mean, maybe he was just wearing that walking booth. booth uh, no, it was for a reason, for sure. Yeah. It was right? for a reason. Matter of fact, Chap, Chapman, who's uh, filling in for DeMond today, and we do appreciate you, Chap, making things work in the studios. Uh, you got that sound bite on John Gruden talking about Jalen Richard, the question that Vinny asked? All right, go ahead and rock it for us. I real got quick. the death stare on this one. I wish I could just tell you everything I know about the medical, but I. I don't have to yet, so I won't. But uh, I just think that's part of the the uh, the game in every camp right now. But he's got a foot problem. He uh, he's going to be out for a little while longer. And um, the only uh, thing that happened on that front in a positive light is we've got a chance to look at Regis and, and Emmons, two guys that we didn't know much about. So uh, we're hoping he's coming back for the for the season. But uh, right now, there's a question for that. You know, it's funny, uh, Q, because. You know, fans are like, ask the tough questions. Well, right. trust me when I say asking head coaches about their injury issues right now, right. it's it's not an easy question to ask because I know that they don't want to talk about it. They're not going to explain anything. Right. They're not going to shed any light unless you say, hey, John Gruden, you know, uh, I know for a fact that it's a broken whatever. He's right. not going to shed any light. He's not obligated to right, right. now. Right, especially right now, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the, the injury reports will, be, will co- become a, a factor here pretty soon but i gotta still ask right and so sure. and he understands that but nevertheless you know sometimes you get that cross-eyed look like i can't say anything. it's right always now. a fine line and i always tell people like i'll ask the question i don't mind asking the tough question but i'll never ask it in a disrespectful way like, no. like some fans want you to just oh ask the question God. like you're going for the jugular <laughs> why don't you say you know ask him why is he winning and it's like i heard you on the radio say that this was going to happen why didn't you say it just like that well because when you're on the radio and you're in, it's different you, you you express things differently on the radio than you would just in a person Q, what is our job about as media <laughs> access right is, is, is exactly. a critical spot and when i say access i don't even mean just what we're talking about out there uh you know at the right. in the media rooms and all that but there's relationships that you build when you're in a locker room you've got you've got you know relationships with players that you're trying to maintain right. and not compromise so there's things that they might say that you're gonna you know, there's respect. Yes. And that's how you end up getting the best stories because you get a better idea of what's really going on. And so for any idiot out there, <laughs> fan, whatever, that thinks it's this is all you that, – that, well, for, here's the thing. For any idiot out there that thinks that they would sit up there in that press room and ask the kind of questions that they ask us to ask, <laughs> right. good luck with that tough guy. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Yeah, that's you're not going to do it. No. And, and not to mention the fact you're never going to – you know, you might – 
that's there goes any relationship that you might have right, with right. that guy. So, Relationships so are everything. I'm sure, great. Get your anger. And the other point, we're not fans. Right. Like we don't. We're not emotionally invested. No. In this. No. Win, and you lose. can't be. And you can't be. No. Because then you then you, everything gets gets you know skewed to a whole another another angle. And that's why as as a fan, as I've said it before, I mean I am a Raider fan before I was everything, but uh, in this business it is you know right down the middle. It's caught it like you see it. It's you know, and it's not easy. I'll tell you, everyone can't do it. Uh, I think that I was blessed that I covered the Cowboys for so long that I learned how to do this. Yeah. And so I just take that same approach with this team, even though growing up this was the team, of course, that I'm always going to root for. When you hit me up or queue up, uh, whether it's a DM or an email, you know, uh, express or, 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 or asking us out of anger. Yeah, you're asking out of anger because this means something to you. <laughs> right. You're invested in it emotionally. I'm not invested in this. Emotionally, so when I ask John Gruden or Derek Carr or anybody else a question, there's no anger in it. I'm not mad. I'm just right. literally trying to <laughs> ask them a question. Right. And you know, we're going off on a little tangent here, but you know, no, but we're trying to provide the best coverage we possibly can. Right. That's the thing. You try to provide the best coverage you can and give Raider Nation exactly what they deserve. Right. Because it's you're been not so gonna, long. But but I don't feel it like they feel it, nor do you. Right. And so when we're dealing with these guys, we're not coming at it from a passionate, emotional. Uh, point of view. We're coming with a professional. They got a job to do. I got a job. To right. Do. For That's sure. It. For sure. So, uh, yeah, man, definitely, definitely good stuff. And just kind of taking you behind the curtain a little bit and let you know exactly uh, what we do. So uh, he mentioned, uh, you know, Trey Regis and, and BJ Emmons. It's a good fight. Those are that's a really good fight, and I could tell you, Vinny. I don't know. I don't know who's winning that fight because they both bring some skill to the table, man. They do. They do. And uh, it sounds like talking to Greg Olson yesterday that Trey may have a little bit of a, of a okay. step on him. Uh, I think there's blocking involved. That's Obviously, what I was say. special yep. teams are involved, and blocking is a huge part of that, yep. uh, at that role. You, you, you know, are you going to be able to not get the quarterback's head taken off? Right. Uh, because you misheard or didn't understand what the blocking uh, call was. Uh, and, and not only that, but execute the block. Right. So that becomes really, really important. Um, I think both of those guys, one way or another, though, end up in the picture i agree i agree i think regus does have the the head up and the little little bit of lead on the in the competition because of what you just said with blocking we've seen him stick his his nose in there and and deliver some really good blocks some powerful blocks as a matter of fact a couple times so i think that he does have the lead there but uh, that's a f- been fun fun competition to watch Yes, it has now let's go to wide receiver okay if we're talking about the tough cuts yeah this and is real tough this was interesting because to me, and maybe you know uh, you have a different point of view on this, but I thought wide receivers fairly cut and dry uh, in terms of the 53. You know, I think there's some guys you know that are, that are, are trying to battle for you know a, a, a practice squad. Yeah, there's not a lot of room in this in this wide receiver room. Having said that, Greg Olson said there's going to be there might be a, a, a difficult decision coming, and I'm trying to figure out and, and where I, it's coming from. Yeah, like who. Right, who, Brian who? Edwards is locked in. Yes. Henry Ruggs is locked yes. in. Hunter Renfro is locked in. Yes. Now, where do you go after that? Well, I think um, you the, got Zay Jones, who I think is a is a is a team favorite. Four, yes. Okay. Uh, now you got you know uh, John Brown, and you've got Willie Sneed. I, think, I only think one of those guys makes it. I've been saying that for the longest. I don't think both of those guys make it right now. I'd say that John Brown, I think, has the lead, but that's just me. Okay, if you're going to cut Willie Sneed, who I kind of feel like is one of those Gruden Grinder type guys, okay. for who? Like, who is so compelling that you want to you, you that 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 you're going to be okay with giving up somebody that at this point is excellent depth, understands the offense, will block is a tough football player, comes from a winning program, right? Couple of winning programs if you go back to his Saints days, and then obviously the Ravens. So for for who? Like who's been I think so- DJ Turner plays a role i'm not sure exactly what it is but uh the, the young man from Pitt, yeah and the raiders have a couple of young men from Pitt that i think both make the team jimmy morrissey and dj turner uh i think dj turner has a has a chance to to make the squad um so I, that's why i think that either john brown or willie sneed gets cut but again it's like it's it's either or i don't think i don't think both make the team because i, I think that that's kind of redundant who Brown and uh, Sneed? Sneed? Yeah, I mean they're they're different players. They are, they but are. I just think that you, you keep one of the veterans and then you go with the young dude to to, to be. All right. A, so you if know. Henry Ruggs or Brian Edwards goes down, where what do you? Where's your comfort level in 
uh, the, 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 the two young players that you're talking about? My comfort level is not with any of the players. If Henry Ruggs goes down or Brian Edwards goes down, I'm not comfortable with John Brown being my lead dog. I'm not comfortable with Willie Sneed being not, my lead dog. I'm not I – mean, so if – All right, less you know what I mean? comfortable, more comfortable. Right, right. So, so if you have to go with a young dude like a DJ Turner or uh, like a – you know, know. And, and that's tough. That's a tough it call. That's, that's a tough call because he hasn't done anything. Right. You know what I mean? So Zero. It, right. I mean, literally. But then Keelan Doss has been on the squad for a while. He's done zero. But, yes. And, and there's, there's – And then you got Zay Jones, who the team loves. Yeah, um, exactly. A guy like Keelan Doss, though, there's, there's – you know, I know that he's been a practice squad player, but there's, there's importance in that because if something were to happen, right. you have a guy that's now been in the program – for what, three years with Keelan Doss? He's been there for a while, and he's still bouncing balls off his uh, chest and get turn, that, turn, getting creating turnovers. True, but you know what he doesn't? But what, what, what he does bring? Uh, if you had to go down that path, right. you don't have to bring somebody in and just give them a crash course. He true. knows the offense. It's true. And, you know, you hope for his sake, if, it, if his number ever did get called, He's an asset, not a liability. For sure. on the, uh, and he's he's made some nice. Guys. He's got some nice it's size. Not like he's, yeah, he's it's got, not like he's always dropping. No, the ball no, at no, all. no, no, no. I, I just I just go Dirk. back to what I remember last. But yeah, no, you're right. You, and he's got size. Yeah, he he's got enough speed. I mean, he's he's got the hands. He just like I said, that play last week against uh, the Rams wasn't wasn't, wasn't his finest moment. But no doubt, again, every every wide receiver has a bad moment. Right, and so. maybe that's a guy that maybe you know behind the scenes he's a guy that might be in the picture a little bit more. I just. You know, when, when I'm thinking about those, the, that especially on this team, with, yeah. with the aspirations that this team has and the injuries that have happened, Henry Ruggs, yeah. whatever you want to say about him right now, he had an injury-riddled rookie year. Yep. Um, Brian Edwards had an injury-riddled rookie year. Yep. John Gruden talked about both of those guys today in terms of they've been out there every day, and that's huge. But there's not a proven track record yet of right. either one of those guys staying healthy. So I hate to say this, that has to be in your mind. You almost have to not assume but be prepared for maybe these guys aren't going to get through the full season. So who behind them gives you the best coverage if one of those or both of those guys get hurt at some point in time? I just don't think that it's either of the, the two rookies. I think that – Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, especially with your, your goal is to make the playoffs yeah. this year. I mean, you're full steam ahead. That's the only goal is to get into the postseason. So, that's – I mean, it's a really good question, and it's, a, it's you know, it's, it's good for debate. I just – I don't know. I just think – I look at the roster and I say there's a couple spots that are open and possibly, and, you know, I think that a couple of young dudes are going to get a little bit of love and maybe, you know, even some practice squad spots just because yeah. they, they believe in them. Uh, but I, I – and remember, it's practice hard. squad is 16 guys. That's now. true. Um, you, you can you can. There's protection right. value now, uh, where guys just can't swoop in. A, a team can't. So like yeah. a guy like Stoner, a guy like um, the Pittsburgh, the Pitt wide receiver. Oh, DJ Turner. DJ yeah. Turner. Yeah. Are I mean, are you worried that if you put them in through waivers, somebody's going to pick them up? Because if they pick them up, they got to put them on their 53. Right. Exactly. What are the chances? That's true. I think I think Turner has his kick re- return ability. That's why I think that he he has another element that he brings to the Definitely. table. Uh, so I like I like that about him as well. I mean, it's, it's going to be very interesting. But uh, before we take a break and before we get any of your love into our next guest or to our first guest of the show, uh, let's hear John Gruden talk about cut day. This is from his uh, presser that he had earlier at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Vinny Bonsignor was there. I was not. But uh, here's John Gruden talking about cut down day. It's hard. You know, it's good. It's a fun thing to say. But every team is saying that right now. You know, you can only keep 53. The problem I have is I get attached to these guys. You know, I just love being around the players. You know, Trey Trey Regis and B.J. Emmons and, we, you know, Garrett Roshake. These guys, have, we've had a lot of fun with D.J. Turner and some of these guys. And, uh, you know, when the general manager says you can't keep them all, you can only keep six or you can only keep five or you can only keep four, uh, there'll, be some, there'll, be, there'll be some arguments for sure. And I'm really proud of our players and coaches for putting us in this situation. <laughs> The thing that was funny about that that soundbite, and when I was listening to it earlier, I was at the radio station. Still, I started laughing. Uh, he mentioned every one of the young guys that I think Raider Nation has mentioned. I just mentioned DJ Turner. We've talked about Trey Regis, talked about BJ Emmons. He's talked about all those young cats. He didn't talk about nobody that's a you know could be like a surprise cut. He talked about all the youngsters. Right. Let me. Add, okay. So fifty three plus sixteen is uh, nine sixty nine. Sixty nine plus you've got some uh, some some um, IR candidates. Right. For sure. All right, so they're at eighty right now. You're talking about eleven cuts. Yeah. I mean, when you really think about it. That's a good point. When you really think about it, I, and when I say 11 cuts, I mean guys that are just not going to be around. Right. Period, exclamation point. They're, they're packing their bags, going home. Yeah. Uh, but there's 16 guys, I believe, 
um, or, or at least let's say 13. Right. Because I think that you know there's some other there, the, as things sort out right. around the league. I think there's some other guys around the league. And that's don't ever that's rule the other out thing it. too. Yeah, that's the other thing. Every team is cutting 16, 17, 18 guys. Right. Everybody is, and um, it, the way it all sorts out, you're going to get, I would imagine, two or th- at least two or three guys from somewhere that's going to probably end up on that practice squad, if not the regular roster. Uh, and I think this year the, the Raiders have a, a chance to – there's guys that I think are going to get picked up by, right. by other teams, and that's a, it's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. You don't want to lose good players, but at the same time, when I was with the Rams, Les Snead, their general manager – they, they used to keep count of how many guys left their building as cuts and ended up somewhere else in the NFL because the way they looked at it is, hey, we must be on to something right. if our cuts yep. end up on somebody else's team. So it's a sign of good drafting. and It's good and, front office work. Yeah, exactly. So yep. we'll see. Um, but, but, you know, realistically, even though we're talking about this massive cut from 80 to 53, it's really – it's not quite that because I think right. a bunch it's of these way guys, to look at it. yeah, are going to be on the team, and I'm sure those conversations are are already going on to prepare them for. Hey, look, you know, there's a numbers game. We all get that. Um, your probably your, your time probably isn't right now, uh, but we believe that you're an NFL player and can help us down the road, maybe even this year. So be prepared to be on the practice squad. And and now there's a lot of money factors uh in that for sure huge difference between the you know the the uh the minimum that you make in the nfl compared to what you make as a practice squad but still still in the game though ten thousand dollars a week or it's not so. bad i take it <laughs> yeah <laughs> to be, yeah that's vinnie bonson your money right there <laughs> no, 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 no no that's vinnie b money right there well this is what we want from you raider nation we want to hear your responses go ahead and text us right now at 69187 keyword rnr let us know who you feel like really needs this game the most on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers. Who can solidify a spot, hold on to their spot on this roster coming up on Sunday in this game? Let us know about that. And speaking of this game, our first guest of the, of the show, Jose Sanchez. He covers the 49ers for all 49ers, uh, SI, part of Sports Illustrated. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's up in the Bay Area, and he'll tell us and give us the breakdown of this game from a San Francisco point of view. We'll do it next. We're here at the TI, Golden Circle Sportsbook. This is Unnecessary Roughness and In the Huddle. Here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. And here we are live at the Treasure Island Golden Circle Sportsbook. Your boy Q, my man Vinny Bonsignor, ride shotgun today. We're doing a little Unnecessary Roughness and In the Huddle collaboration. We're here from, uh, we started around 2 o'clock. We're going to be here until about 445 Come on by. we got a bunch of tickets for you to, to get. We have the uh, Vegas Kickoff Classic, BYU-Arizona. You heard from Jet Fish, uh, head coach right there, Arizona. He was on the show yesterday. That's going down September 4th at Legion Stadium. You want to go, we got the hookup. Just come on by and say what's up. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, go on. I want to say uh, good luck to all the high school players, uh, yes. high school football players. Uh, this weekend here in Las Vegas, uh, games are starting this weekend. I know games across the country are starting. It's been a tough couple of years for uh, our, our, our guys, uh, everybody that's involved in the program, coaches, uh, moms, dads, everybody. Right. Um, and, you know, Friday nights are special. Yep. And I know that. You know that. We've all been a part of it. And tonight kicks everything off here in Las Vegas and elsewhere. Just want to say good luck. Uh, and it's going to be – I know we all are keeping our f- fingers crossed that everything works out. Right. Uh, but here's hoping that that's exactly what happens. Yeah, no doubt about it. And really, it's awesome, man. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, uh, we've collaborated with the Raiders for the Tom Flores uh, High School Coach of the Week honors each and every week here on Unnecessary Roughness. You'll hear the announcement of who the Coach of the Week is going to be. You'll hear an interview with that coach. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Desert Oasis head football coach joined the show. He was the very first uh, head coach of the week for the Tom Flores Coach of the Week honor. And then at the end of the season, it's going to be the uh, high school coach of the year. Also, uh, there's, a, there's a showcase game uh, every week. And tonight's showcase game with the with the, uh, for the Raiders, they'll be out there at the facility. We'll be at uh, Liberty High in Henderson, going up against. Uh, who are they going up against? Uh, I forget who they're going up against. Liberty's good too. Oh yeah, no, they're really good. Defending state champs. Yeah. So uh, and my son's high school is Coronado, Coronado High School. Yep. They're playing 
I think basic, basic high school. Okay, okay. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's it's a it's a great night, and I, I'm just hoping for the best for everybody. Absolutely, and I'll get that information yeah. for you in just a little bit. I'm sorry I didn't have the, the the teams that are playing, but right now on the phone lines, got to get to my guy Jose Sanchez covers the 49ers like a glove for Sports Illustrated, all 49ers at J Sanchez SI on Twitter, and uh, Jose out in the Bay. I do appreciate your time, my man, and. We were just talking about the Raiders and how important this game could be on Sunday against the 49ers, who this could really be important for. How many players do you kind of estimate that this game is important for for the 49ers? Oh, I think first and foremost, I think the most glaring player for the 49ers right now is Jalen Hurd. Apparently a bunch of them. Gets to play. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chap, you got to call him back. I don't know what happened with that, uh, with that phone connection right there it's that bay area connection why you got a dog on the bay i'm just i'm just saying <laughs> why you got we, we called him and we didn't hear him okay we're gonna try it again man because i'm not gonna let you do the bay like that jose are you there my man oh man jose are you there can you hear me uh you i can, can barely hear barely him. hear him. yeah we got to do something with that uh connection can you hear me now can you yeah hear me now? Gotcha. there you are loud and clear man i'm not can gonna you hear me now? Uh, yeah i got you can you hear us he can't hear us. All right, uh, chap, go ahead, go ahead, and, and hang up with him, and we'll figure it out why he can't hear us. And and he, we can hear him, but uh, we were able to turn him up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Vinny tried to do a dig on the uh, on the bay. That's that. Southern, right, let's talk about that. Southern Cal in you, man. I said you can't help yourself. Let's talk about the uh, the Forty ers for a second. Go ahead. Um, what's going on at quarterback? I mean, you got a guy. Well, Jimmy I mean, Garoppolo. yeah, you know what's going on. I mean, Jimmy G is going to lead the charge to begin with, and then. At some point, it's going to be the, the the baton is going to be passed to to Trey area. Well, it depends on how they get off to the start. Uh, what, okay, right. what, what do you think? What do you think? When do you think that they should pass it on? Uh, the minute that they are no longer viable uh, in the NFC West, it's, you know. Okay, um, Jose, are you with us? Can you hear me? Can you hear can us? Can you hear me? We can hear can you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, he can't hear us. He definitely, he definitely can't hear us. Yeah, we can hear him, but he can't can hear, hear me. I'm just saying, you know, well, it's just, the, what's it's, the connection here? Yeah, we can hear you, dude. Can you hear me? <laughs> uh, man, yeah, we can't. Okay, go ahead. Just, just, yeah, just go ahead. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, I, I think that um, that that Trey Young, Trey Young, Trey. Uh, <laughs> now that would be a yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, now I'm all I, I'm all I, over the place would, now. And I wouldn't rule. Up, I wouldn't. Rule I'm it all out. over the place I think Trey now. Trey Young could play some quarterback. <laughs> well, Trey Lance. Gosh, yes. man, this this whole uh, trying to get Jose on the phone thing has just totally blown this segment. But hey, that's how it happens with live radio. We, we, we deal with it, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes you know the ball is fumbled and you got to pick it up exactly. and still run with it. It's just fourth go get down. The damn ball. It's fourth down. You still got to pick up a first right. down. <laughs> exactly. Well, here's my thing. Okay. All right. Um, obviously, Trey Lance is the future. Obviously, the future is going to be, without question, right. next year. Uh, all of Garoppolo's, I think for the most part, all of his uh, you know, guaranteed money will be out the door. Uh, at that point, they're going to move on from him right. after this year. But here's the thing that I say. The, when healthy, the, the 49ers are 22-8 and eight with Garoppolo. I think it's 22-8. and eight. It's some kind of ridiculous right. number in his favor. The problem, obviously, is he, there's been injury uh, issues uh, with, with Garoppolo. But if he has them in position to do something special, how do you justify taking him out? Or is it just going to be an Alex Smith situation with Patrick Mahomes? I, th- I don't think it's – I think it's going to be an Alex Smith situation with Colin Kaepernick. Remember how that situation went down where Cap would come in every once in a while and he had a little package when Jim Harbaugh was there and and at some point Harbaugh just went with Kaepernick and just stuck with Kaepernick and then they ended up in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen with Trey. I just think at some point Jimmy G is going to get in there and I think you could win with Jimmy G. I really do. They've I, won. That, that, yeah. But it's the big games that we all see nationally that's like, Okay, what's going on? Right. You know what I mean? You see the Super Bowl. I saw the overthrow. I was there. Yes. You know, I saw the overthrow, and, and so that's what you remember. But you can win with the guy. You, you mentioned his health. I just think at some point, if he gets sprinkled into the game, like I think he might, and that's why I want to talk to Jose to get his thoughts on it, um, and uh, we'll get to him in just a second. I, I think that there's a, a possibility that he may go in there and do some things, and all of a sudden, all eyes on him. So What if he's terrible? Well, then he'll be back on the bench. <laughs> then he'll be Jimmy G, and then there'll be questions of what did you go do. So let's go to try to get back on the phone lines, so and, and we'll try one more time to see if my guy Jose could hear us from Sports Illustrated. He's down in the bay covering the 49ers. Jose, are you there? 
Am I there? Am I there now, Q? Yes, I can hear you, my man. It's great to hear from you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. You set me up, man. I know. Don't, don't be don't be acting like you don't know. You 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 definitely set me up. You know, no. you're trying to reenact that little 49ers Raiders rivalry, even though they're in Vegas now. So you're like, this guy writes for the 49ers, writes about the 49ers. So let me just give him a a canned opening. <laughs> hey, man, I'll tell you what. That's Vinny that set you up. Vinny's a Southern Cal dude, so. He's trying to dog on the bay. I got your, I got your I'm back, just, brother. I'm just saying, you know, maybe the phone systems up in the Bay Area don't work as they, as good as. See how he is. Out. See how he <laughs> is. Among many other things. See how he is. I, I don't subscribe to that, Jose. <laughs> but let me all, ask, all love. Let all me, love. let me ask you this, man. We've been, we've been talking about the quarterback position, obviously, and you know, Vinny was asking, at what point do you get Trey Lance into the game? What point of the season may we see him? Uh, how early or how late do you think that Trey Lance may get some action uh, in the season? Uh, expect that week one immediately, um, which was weird on Tuesday. Um, on Tuesday, they started implementing a true quarterback system. And don't think of it in the way like maybe the Saints with how they do with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill, because right. obviously, you know, you can't, they're not comfortable players. But in this sense, I think you would expect probably more passing plays, just more plays in general from land. I think that's going to be from the get go in week one, like red zone situations. Um, something like third and six. I remember talking to Ted Wynn of the Athletic back in June about you're definitely going to see some lands and some read options that they can use in short yards plays or if they just want to get a nice little trickery going to catch the defense off guard so they can stay on their heels 24-7 with that offense. Um, as much as that sounds great, it just seems a little bit almost like platooning. This is platooning in, like, in the sense of it's basketball. Like, hey, I'm subbing you in, rotating in and out. <laughs> it kind of seems foolish almost in a sense. Personally, I'm on the uh, I'm on the side that I you have to start one or the other, and for me, it's start Trey Lance. You know, they they traded they traded they essentially spent three first round picks on him. That right. says already how much Kyle Shanahan's in love with this guy. But I think that's the first time you're going to see looks uh, of him in the first week for sure, and then it's going to trickle down until either Garoppolo messes up or gets. In- yeah, you know, it, it's it's interesting, man, and I was uh, talking about it before you hopped on, and I said that I felt like it could be a uh, Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick type situation where Jim Harbaugh used to kind of platoon him, like you mentioned. Uh, do you kind of think that that could be somewhat of, of the style that they're going for? Yeah, right now for sure. And so one of them, like, let's say, well, I personally think it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo no matter what is the starter. I think it was always difficult for Lance to win that starting job unless, you know, he pulled the Derek Carr and – wowed it in the preseason his rookie year and all of a sudden right. it's like all right we're not going to match shop anymore we're going with the rookie <laughs> right you know that that was that was lance's last chance last week against the chargers and as good as he had some moments you know he he wasn't really you know like th- probably showing enough to really wow shanahan to excite him like making him start thinking i really need to get this guy to start and i think he gave him that opportunity but lance didn't fully maximize it so i think it's gonna be garoppolo and i definitely think you're on the money with that cue that it's gonna be a two quarterback system for sure where you could probably see about three to three five plays, maybe a little more, depending on what the defense is showing, how they're playing, you know, what the score is, what what, what time in the game it is. And a lot of these are going to factor in into how much Lance is going to be seeing game uh, game time. Um, but I think it's definitely on the money what you say with Smith and Kaepernick. But just more so, maybe you'll see Lance get some more passing plays, especially since he, you know he actually has the arm. Maybe tucking a run, you know they haven't you haven't seen much read option plays in the preseason. There's a reason for that. I see it in training camp that they're they're running those for sure. They just don't want to run them in preseason to show everyone. So I expect that's going to be half of the plays. But don't don't sleep on his uh, passing ability as well. So Jose, <laughs> why are you so angry? <laughs> um, I, 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 are, are are they letting word out that, uh, that that the two quarterback system is a possibility? Is that like something that's overtly being told to you guys and overtly being seen by you guys in practice? Because it sure sounds like they're sending a message to 31 other teams like, hey, you might want to plan for this and take away 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there in a practice because we might do this. I'm not saying they won't do it, but it kind of sounds like they're just planting seeds out there to make sure everybody's trying to cover all their bases uh, as they prepare for the 49ers for for a possibility that may or may not happen. Oh, 100%. At least through observations, that's my takeaways, and especially like like it was on Tuesday. Like Tuesday – Tuesday's practice, they both pretty much split the reps evenly, first team, second team, in the move-the-ball period of scrimmage, which is telling. That hadn't happened in all of camp or all practices since, you know, OTA's training camp began. So that was a little bit telling. 
And it's just, especially when they said that Shanahan wanted to do entering the Chargers game until Grapple had a 16-play opening drive. He wanted to start Jimmy the first drive, then go Lance for two to three drives, and then put Garoppolo back in. So I'm not sure if that's going to be exactly it, but I think that, you know, the way the feelers are going is, yeah, prepare for these two quarterbacks because Shanahan wants every advantage as possible. Shanahan's like an orchestrator in terms of what he wants to show all of us in the media. It's just what he wants, and I've always compared him like a, like a master puppeteer. Like the guy has his fingers on everything with what he, with what he says in his quotes with how he wants to show us things, and it's just the way to do it because he just wants as much as a competitive advantage. You know, this is like the art of war. As much as you can get advantage against your opponent, that's what he wants to feel. And so I think that's why when you, when you haven't seen Trey Lance get, like, read option plays or on the run as much as the two games of the preseason, it's because he wants him to work on those mechanics, you know, become a better passer because that's the best time to do it. And so that way when he gets to the regular season, if he needs him to do that, boom, he's ready for that so he doesn't have to solely rely – on his on his mobility and if he needs to you know matriculate through the pocket you know have to structure in that in that sense then he's going to be he's going to be at least sound to run that type of offense jose how what's what's the what's the 49ers record with jimmy garoppolo as a starter <laughs> uh personally i could see it being i see it the best no 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 with him in in throughout his history with the 49ers oh throughout the history uh, I believe it's twenty-seven and seven, twenty-eight and twenty-eight. It's twenty-seven wins, seven-eight losses. One of those. It's two. ridiculous. I'm, 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 it's, it's a ridiculous, yeah, it's ridiculous winning percentage. Here's my question: What's the rush? All right, um, Trey Lance is going to be there for five years. All right, so even and and to me, Jimmy Garoppolo gives the 49ers, when healthy, the best chance to win. To me, that division is a three-team division. I think it's wide open. I think that. Uh, health is going to play a role, and I think Garoppolo gives them the best chance to win right now. We all know he's out the door at the end of the year when the guaranteed money fizzles out and they'll move to Trey Lance at that point. But why the rush right now? Why not just give yourself the best chance to win right now, let Trey Lance develop, kind of like Patrick Mahomes did in Kansas City. We saw how that worked out. And just give yourself the best chance right now to win and not put too much pressure on Trey Lance especially with Garoppolo sitting right back there for every time that Trey Lance has a struggle, you're thinking, we've got this guy that's 28 and 7 or whatever the case might be, <laughs> making $26 million. I don't understand the rush here. Right, right. And first let me diffuse that his record is 28 and 7 or whatever it is because I think that's a bunch of baloney that anyone can compare that because if you compare who is this competition that the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, since he's been here, who's, who has – the point has been rolling out. They've been rolling out backup quarterbacks, C.J. Bethers, Nick Mullins, uh, Brian Hoyer. They've been rolling out backup quarterbacks. So to say, oh, he's a winner, gives him the best chance, that's great. That's good. That's indicative. That's good. That shows that <laughs> Kyle Shanahan can win with a starting caliber quarterback. But let's not act like he, was, he had another starter capable and he was losing with them. No, he was playing with backup. So I would hope, I would hope that Jimmy Garoppolo is a cape starting quarterback of beating out and makes like, – You don't have to hope. He is. He is. <laughs> He's proven that. That's the whole point. Um, and I, I'm not trying to be argumentative with you. I'm just saying that no, he no, has no, proven just... that. And, and, and Kyle Shanahan has also proven he can't win with any quarterback that he rolls out there. And there's no magic wand about that. You have to have good, capable players. And I get that some of the backups weren't great backups. Uh, but the fact is that you've won hugely with, with Garoppolo, haven't with the backups – to me, this year anyway, um, and I'm just talking about this year, I think he gives them the best chance to win. I, and I don't see any rush to get Trey Lance out there because there's no desperation, too. You've got a capable quarterback that can bridge the gap and maybe even win something and win something big, uh, you know, as he's proven before. And, and, and meanwhile, let Trey Lance develop accordingly. Uh, well, well, I'll say that the reason why you want to roll out Trey Lance week one is that rookie contract. I know you mentioned, hey, you guys got five years control. What's the rush? But my personal, my personal viewpoint is you start him now, work through his growing pains, and first of all, what kind of rookie quarterback have we ever seen been on a you know a successful team? Because this is let's let's face it, this is not a real six and ten team. Patrick Mahomes picking tw- exactly. So I mean, but I, I I view I view those situations like Mahomes. You know, all those players like more like outliers. Lance, though, in this case, Kyle Shanahan hasn't had a quarterback that he can actually just throw out there mobility-wise. Now, Garoppolo, he is a capable quarterback. To me, he's someone who's slightly above average, who can cater to his offense. And in 2019, where he got the bulk of his wins, 
that defense was historically good. There was a stretch in like six games where they no doubt, held no quarterbacks, doubt. where they held quarterbacks to net yardage of like sixty yards and under, which was ridiculous. So not to say that you know the the defense carried them because Garoppolo did factor them, but I'm not going to say he was solely responsible for leading them, solely responsible for multiple wins, other than maybe like the Saints or the, or the Seahawks game in 2019. But to me, it's just kickstarting Trey Lance's development. You know, you don't want to wait. I mean, who's to say that he's going to be he's going to be more rounded out in year two had he not gotten these games they play reps now? You kickstart it now to really smoothen down any rough edges he has. And personally, the mistakes that he made so far through preseason and through camp, they're the same as Garoppolo. Garoppolo <laughs> just can't just can't at least fire it. He doesn't have the mobility. I mean, as soon as the first read is gone for Garoppolo, or even the second, it's gone. he can't he can't do. I'm messing with you. Reason to call. <laughs> I got you. Hey, if I'm the hater, then Kyle Shannon is the biggest hater for trying to upgrade against them. But that's pretty much just my point is that at least with Lance, you have the mobility factor. You have the deep pass, uh, the deep play uh, capability. And the last touchdown he had against the Chargers, Travis Benjamin, he looks left, moves the linebacker with his eyes, snaps back to the middle, fires that baby in there. Boom. Garoppolo's never done that since he's been with the 49ers. So I think it was just advantages that you get with him that you don't get with Garoppolo. And even if he has some mistakes, you know, you work through it. You get, get, him, out, get him out now. So that way by midseason, late season, you hope that he's able to help this team push for a nice playoff and even Super Bowl run. Talk right now with Jose Sanchez from Sports Illustrated. Covers uh, 49ers like a glove. We've been having a nice, hel- healthy Jimmy G and Trey Lance debate. I want to ask you just about the team in general. What what's the expectations for Saturday as far as who needs this game, man? Sunday. Sunday, that's right. Sunday. Who needs this game in a major way? Who's the guys that are trying to solidify a spot? Ooh, a spot. Uh, I feel like the Four Niners already kind of know who it is, but I'll, I'll I'll say this on the the key the key guy who really needs to, and I think he should be playing on Sunday, is a uh, Jalen Hurd. Hurd was a third-round pick of the 49ers yep. entering uh, the 2019 draft, and he was, and that was surprisingly my first year covering. There was a lot of hope for this guy. He looked good in training camp. You know, preseason he showed a little bit of fire, um, and then the guy just literally got bitten by the injury bug. It's yeah. almost like this guy had such bad luck. It's like he crossed, like, ten black, ten black cats or something. The bad <laughs> luck was really out there. Right. Um, I'd say for his case, he really needs to show something. And Kyle Shanahan said it today in his presser that, Hey, like he is our top six best receiver. Like he's the fifth or sixth best receiver on the team. But he also mentioned his health. You know, he can't sustain any type of health, and it's been this way even training camp. He goes through the three practices in a row, right? And all of a sudden, we don't hear from him. And then we got to ask Shaquille Shanahan, "Where is this guy? Always nursing something again, and it's always something." So I think the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, at least, he's given Hurd every opportunity to try to make the case to show, "Hey, show us something that even when you're injured." we can believe in that we can roll you out during the season because after training camp, after preseason, it's not like you're going to really, you know, get those high-level reps during the week to really work on a player's, you know, to really work on a player's development and getting them to improve. It's more so just, hey, we're going to install a game plan for this opponent and we can't really spend too much on each single individual group. But I think for him, he really needs to show something. Um, I know not many, both the teams aren't really rolling too many starters. I think right. what Derek Carr's not even playing, right? Right. So, I mean, uh, it, it's so hurt. If he's going to play with Garoppolo or Lance, he might play a bulk. He might play the whole game, but that's going to be something for him because if it shows that this guy starts having drops, you know, he can't run routes that good, which wouldn't shock me because of all the injuries. Maybe he's slower. Um, then he's probably going to get let go. I personally think they should let him go because you can't really depend on his health. Right. You know, on a team that has Jimmy Garoppolo and D Ford, He's the most injury-prone, which says a lot. All right, Jose, let's talk about the other elephant in the room, Uh-oh. and that is the Raiders are going back to the Bay Area uh, for the first time <laughs> since the move. Um, we were down in Los Angeles last week, obviously a strong foothold for the Raiders uh, in SoCal. Obviously that's the case uh, up north as we're watching a bunch of Raider jerseys pass us right here at the yeah. Treasure Island. Yep. What kind of crowd are we looking at uh, on Sunday, and um, you know, how many Raider fans do you expect uh, to make their way over to Levi's? Oh, man, I think you're going to see them out and about. Uh, I think it's going to be a good proportion. I'm trying to think back to how I looked like in 2018 when the Raiders were last in Levi's, and I think it was like a, like a 70-30, 60-40. Um, I might be exaggerating there on the estimate, but I think now, especially since you know the Raiders haven't been here for roughly like two years now, 
um, it's going to feel they're probably going to really want to go out there. I think I have, my uncle of mine has a season tickets to the 49ers, and he said that his, his tickets sold like hotcakes. He knows other people that tickets sold like hotcakes, and they believe that because all the Raider fans just want to go. So I think you, I wouldn't be shocked to see a 50-50 split. Um, the Chiefs game, the 49ers, that was probably like 75-80% filled. Um, so everyone's craving the football back, but no one's craving it more than probably Oakland Raider fans, you know, right. the original fans yeah, here in yeah. the Bay. So I think that's going to be this is going to be a nice turnout. Um, hopefully, it's relatively safe and healthy. It's just a preseason game. <laughs> right, right. Um, the starters are most of the starters are not playing more than a series or two or a quarter. Um, I mean, even if it was a regular season game like it was in 2018, you know, it's it's never that serious. It's never that real. You know, we're talking about football here. So hopefully, it gets no more than just a little bit of trash talking because I'm I'm a life believer that you know you should. You should rub you should rub some wounds and a little salt in the wounds with your fans, with opposite fans, just to get that little little trash talk in. But hopefully, it's all good. I think though we're gonna see a nice little turnout from Raider Nation out here. Yeah, I think so. I'm excited to see what it looks like. Uh, Levi Stadium. I've never been there, so I'm excited to kind of get there and, and check it out as well and see what the Boom. the the Raider Nation looks like when they're out there uh, uh, on Sunday. I keep wanting to say Saturday, but uh, it's definitely on Sunday. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Jose, what you got coming out, man, on uh, Sports Illustrated uh, covering the 49ers? What you got coming out that uh, folks should be on the lookout for? Oh, well, today I just wrote about my observations through Diamador Lenore, excuse me, who's been a nice standout, fifth-round standard out of the University of Oregon cornerback, looking to be probably the third or fourth best corner. He's been, you know, you're over here telling me, oh, he co- I cover the 49ers sticking my glove. This guy is fitting receivers like a glove through practice, <laughs> uh, through games. So that's something to look out for. And then, you know, just a nice little preview article for tomorrow just to get the warm-ups done, you know. I like it. I like it, man. Good stuff as always. I appreciate you. You know my homeboy, and uh, you'll be out here in a week or so, so uh, definitely hit me up when you get here, my man. Oh, for sure. Q, don't set me up next time with that opener like like today. That was Vinny, man. I would never do you like that. You're Thank a bay, you, Jose. You're a Bay brother, man. I would never do you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jose. All right, fellas. Appreciate y'all. All right, no doubt about it. Good stuff. That's Jose Sanchez right there. You can find him on Twitter at JSanchezSI. Good dude right there. Uh, hung out with him at a couple Super Bowls, and uh, he, he's a lot of fun to, to hang with and uh, a good dude. A good Bay dude, Vinny, just saying. I don't know about the whole – Just uh, saying, Vinny. I, you know, I, I, I still go back to $26 million. The guy wins for you, uh, <laughs> you know, Garoppolo. So, right. I, don't, I don't know. You know, and I, I get it. It's a five-year contract, and there's, there's a – Time is of the essence, but right. you know how many quarterbacks never even get to that. Well, you know contract? how the fan bases are, they anyway. You know how fans are, because every fan wants Derek Carr replaced, and he can win. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> you I, I, know, I, what I mean, every right. fan base wants the next guy. Yeah, I just think from the team perspective, Garoppolo gives you a great chance to win, like right now. Right. Trey Lance isn't going anywhere. If he's good enough, he's never going to get to that fifth year. They'll redo it and they'll extend him. Just like you know, we talk about. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, you know, didn't play his first year, right? Right. Until the end of the season. Comes in his second year. By the third year, he got his contract renewed. So it's the, and, and it's a long-term relationship. I wouldn't worry about the length of the contract or having to get him on the field right now. I want to win. If I'm the 49ers, I want to win right now, develop the future, which you can still do behind the scenes. Aaron Rodgers did it. Patrick Mahomes did it. There's, there's, a, there's a history of that happening. Instead of rushing him out, especially on a team that has, I think, playoff aspirations. We'll see. They got a tough division to play in. NFC West is no easy walk in the park, just like the AFC West is going to be a a tough out. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. But Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. Normally coming up at 3 o'clock, we'd have cover three NFL news and notes of the day, but I haven't heard from Raider Nation yet, so I'd like to. I know we've got a couple text messages we've got to get to. The Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Also hit us up, 702-365-9200. Who needs this game the most for the Raiders? Who do you think is trying to fight for a roster spot Sunday? I want to say Saturday. It's Sunday. Sunday, 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 1 p.m. kickoff at uh, Levi Stadium. Uh, who is going to need the game the most? Let us know, Raider Nation. Get your thoughts. We're at the TI Golden Circle Sportsbook. It's Vinny Bonsignor from In the Huddle, your boy Q, Unnecessary Roughness. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.